Welcome to the Honorable Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 51 years ago with his five kids running around. Why the front porch? Because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family owned, operated, and friendly. Do you want to stay up to date on all of our cool events at Toscano? You can go ahead and log into your toolbox. In your toolbox, you'll find our events tab, and you can see all of our workshops, classes, CE offerings, and in-person celebrations. We have our summer hummer coming up real soon. So go ahead and check it out there, and you can register from there as well. If you have questions, please reach out to me. If you're not a Toscano agent, I don't know what you're waiting for. Let me know if you're interested. I'd love to talk to you. Today, we're talking about dealing with the silence. The lack of response from others that makes us spiral and go in crazy directions and think, you know, oh my gosh, this person doesn't like me. They didn't like what I sent them. I worked so hard on this. What the heck? Do you wonder if your emails and voicemails drop into a black hole sometimes? That's what we're talking about today. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Hey, Dana, you ready to talk? Yeah. Good morning, Nicole. Again, yeah. happy Friday. As I know. So I excited. It. It's exciting. Friday. I get to look forward to seeing and talking to you every Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're always it. in a great mood on a Friday morning. I like, know. Woo, you know, we're getting together with friends tonight. Things seem to be normal. Uh-huh. I stopped and got amazing blueberry coffee this morning. If anyone hasn't had Wawa's blueberry coffee, it is what they say. It's perfect. It really is amazing. So sounds good. Yeah. I'm probably going to talk really fast because my body's not used to caffeine. <laughs> so I will apologize to everybody right now. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. <laughs> no worries. No worries. So we have a really good discussion point today. And I know everyone can relate to this. We're talking about dealing with the silence. So have you ever communicated something, whether you text somebody you left them a message, you sent them an email, and you heard nothing back. Happened to you, Dana? It happens to all of us. You know, this it's is like my awkward that... silence. That was my awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm guilty as charged for real. I mean, I, I I can be the worst with text messaging. Sometimes, it, like if someone's texting you, like, hey, what do you think about this next weekend? And I know there's like a couple potential plans and Mm-hmm. I got to talk it over and I'm like, should I just respond now or should I run it by people and then get back to them in two days? But then I feel badly. They think I'm just rejecting them. And, and, and by the way, the other point of that is I probably read it at four 30 in the morning when I woke up and then I don't want to respond at 5.00 AM. And then I forget. And then that's the other part, but that's the whole me thing. So, okay, this is the reason I am horrible at responding. And I apologize to all my friends and family that may ever listen to this. Nicole, you're one of them. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, so I know you're not the greatest responder via text. And I know it's not intentional, but you know not to text me at 4.30 in the morning. I know the rules. Be happy. (laughs) (laughs) So no, no, this is is something we understand about each other. So no, 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 it's totally fine. Um, But, you know, especially with how the world is now, everyone says, you know, COVID has given people more time and, you know, some people are off work and they're home and they can focus on their home projects, this, that, and the other thing. I've heard so many um, podcasts and people saying, you know, how a lot of people through COVID have become more patient. I disagree. I think people have become more impatient through COVID because they have more time to sit and think and they're waiting for things because they're not at work or whatever it may be. So 
we're all expecting instant more than ever. Like I can tell you when I first got in the industry, we're talking almost 20 years ago now at this point, you know, I'd send an email and it with quotes, you know, I worked really hard, got everything together, did my explanations, yada, yada, yada. I either send an email or I leave a voicemail saying I have this information together for you. Typical response time would be two days. And that wasn't like, me sitting here going, oh my gosh, did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Aren't they interested? What's going on? Your head like starts to play that game. Then it was like two days. Now, if I send it in the morning, I'm expecting to have something before lunchtime. Like, isn't it awful how that's yeah. changed? Do you agree with me? Uh, no, I agree. And I, that's that's the other part of this is the, the expectations. And we just don't mm-hmm. know really, wow, we want them that quickly. Sometimes it's just not realistic in the scheme of things, you know, yeah. and that's what happens. And I, and I can be guilty sometimes at work on certain things. Like, should I respond right now? But what if I have that response by this afternoon, maybe I should just hold off, you know, and just wait to see if I get it this afternoon. And then if I don't, right. then I'll say something and then I might forget, you know, I, I mean, I'm, right. I'm human, I'm guilty. And I kind of play that game a little bit. Um, but yeah, but, but then if you don't get response or if you know, something might take at least a full day or two days, at least letting them know that. Right. Letting the person you know. Know. Yeah, for sure. And I think the thing that we're all guilty of, and you just gave me a prime example of it. We all do this thing in our head where we start to like play the situation out and we start to think about the way that it could go and think about what someone might be thinking or why they're not responding. And you just did it. You just did it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pester because I don't want them to think I'm pesting, but I really want to know. And I really need to know. So we do this and I'll speak for women because I think women do this a lot about many things. We are absolutely. I love us, but we're the worst. We are. (laughs) Men, we we, know this. Yes, we are quite aware. So husbands and significant others and brothers and fathers, don't tell us, please. We know. We absolutely know. My father always. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My dad, I told, I said this before. Um, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. He like throws the book at all of us girls all the time. Whenever we come to complain about something or, you know, anything about the opposite sex, he throws it at us. So yes, dad, I don't need to hear it. I know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> anyways, you know, this is, this is something that I think everybody deals with. So what are ways that we could be better? We're going to go through that in a second, but I'm going to share something with you. That's almost an obsession And I think other people can relate in in their own scenarios, in their own ways. So um, wrapped up my first semester. Okay. I worked really hard on all of these projects. Everything was writing, you know, lots and lots and lots of stuff. Had a final project that was due. Huge. I worked super hard on it. Wasn't very confident in the topic. Self-taught myself about it so I could write about it and sound like I actually knew what I was talking about. So put a lot, a lot of hours into this. Our grades are supposed to be posted by Monday at noon, our full grade for this semester. And we got an announcement on Tuesday that that is what the college requires. So all the professors have to have their grades in. We'll be able to access them on this certain area of the site. Okay, cool. Fine. Guess what I've been doing since then? Every single day, probably three, four times a day, I go and check just in case my grades are up there sooner. It's become an obsession that silence is driving me nuts. It is driving me absolutely nuts because I got a lot of time, energy, effort, and it's going to affect me. I'm already going, okay, if I get a B, 
it's going to be okay. Cause I'm right on the cusp right now. I have a 93. So if I flop this, this could mess me up and get me to a B, you know, and I am like this perfectionistic, ridiculous person. I know this about myself, but this is what I'm doing. I'm driving myself insane. I know they have to be there by Monday. I could just go look Monday, but there's a possibility it could be there sooner. So I'm going to check a couple times a day. Isn't this nuts, right, Dana? I'm totally insane. I would do the same thing, especially something like that out of your control. Like, just tell Mm -hmm. me, just tell me, I want to know. And then you wonder, even if they have it done early, if do they even post it early? You know, like these things keep you up at night. Are they purposely just going to wait till Monday? Mm Because that is their deadline. And that's, but at least I guess they set the expectation. So, I mean. They do. They do. But but I've considered, this is what I've done. I'm like, oh, I could email her and say, you know, can you let me know when it is great? And I'm like, no, I can't do that. That's terrible. I can't do that. But you nailed it on the head. You actually went the direction I really wanted this conversation to go. It's something out of our control. We have a lot more in our control now than ever before. Technology backs us up with that. We have instant access to all sorts of things. We can be in control. I tend to be a control freak in several areas of my life. Like I don't have to go to a psychologist for it. Like I'm not ridiculous, but you know, I can be a control freak in some ways. And if it's something outside of our control, it's uncomfortable, right? That's why this silence is so hard. You know, whether this is, you know, a quote that you have presented to a client and you worked really hard on and it's going to help you meet your goal or the agency really needs it or whatever, the stakes are high and you really, you know, put a lot of time into this and then the person doesn't email you back. So what can you do? What can you do to help you not go completely insane during this silence? Part of what you can do is you can set an expectation. You can say, hey, I'm sending this over to you, whatever it may be, whatever kind of communication you need to have, whether it's a text, a voicemail, or an email, or if for Pete's sake, you're mailing something. I don't know if anyone mails anything anymore. <laughs> um, you can put in there, Facts. you know what? Yeah. You can put in there, I am going to follow up with you on this date. So the control is back with you. If I don't hear from you by this date, I'm going to give you a call or I'm going to follow up by this date. So you feel like you have a little bit more control. It kind of eases that silence because you set the expectation. So you don't feel like you're bothering them. You're telling them, hey, I'm going to be reaching out if I don't hear from you by this date. So I know that's helped a lot of people with this. But Dana, do you have any experience you want to share? That's a great example, though. That's a great idea. I think I need to implement that more often. Yeah, I, I, so, you know, in our field, like we have our accounts and you end up working with certain people a lot of the times and you end up getting to know these type of people and how they work. And when, sometimes it's nice when you know your audience, of course, so you know how to respond to them, how, what they prefer, how, what their expectations really are. But for the ones that you're still trying to figure out, it gets tricky and you might just lump them into a group of, oh, well, that's how the agents I deal with think, you know, and that's not necessarily the case. And that's not fair that I, I may do that, or we may do that and pass judgment on everyone else. So, you know, um, I had a situation recently where a, a broker reached out regarding an issue on an account and it came through my email Now, full disclosure, this was not my account, like one of our accounts, but that doesn't mean I can't help it. But I was very 
busy on other things, what I did was, excuse me, I had alerted it to the proper team. And my goal there was to say, you know, maybe they can get to it faster today than I can. And if they don't get to it today, I still had it in my, my things to do. I will, I will get to it either later today or by tomorrow at the latest. But my thought was maybe this other team can get to it more quickly because it's theirs. If that makes sense. It does. So fast forward, it was, to be honest, it was less than 24 hours later. First thing the next morning, I get a follow-up email. I really need to know this as soon as possible. And I thought, oh, geez, I feel badly. I never said anything. I don't, I guess they didn't either. And I, I didn't have time that day to get back to it. But I said to myself today, I'll get back to it. Yeah. How are they <laughs> supposed to know that though? I mean, they don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had a conversation with that team. I said, hey, I just want to get back to her with something and let her know we're working on it. And in the end, it was, we, we still have to get company approval regardless. It wasn't an instant answer anyway. So I just politely responded, hey, we're waiting for a company approval and we will let you know as soon as possible. And that little thing I know goes a long way. I just wasn't so certain in this example how that team was going to handle it. So I didn't right. want to just step on toes and, you know, I, if they were going to pick up the ball and handle it and they could have addressed it, you know, that afternoon, I didn't want to intercede it. So I know these are extreme situations, but I should have probably said something back to her, say, Hey, look, we're going to look into this to you and we'll be in touch as soon as possible. Just right. a simple email like that probably would have stopped the email right away the next morning. Yeah. Uh, hey, this is urgent. I really need to know how, what's going on with this. So, and there's been other situations too, um, just th- with our companies. Sometimes there's time change differences where we can't get responses yes. first thing in the morning. And I really mm-hmm. have to put that precedent precedent out there. We have Lloyd's of London policies. These people yeah. are done by noon. So if we get something in one o'clock at our time, Eastern time in the afternoon for that policy, and they really want something urgent, I cannot like I can guarantee you, I almost guarantee you it's not going to happen that day if I need their approval, unless right. for whatever reason they're working later or there's a freak thing, someone responds. But if they're gone for the day, I'm not, not, not till the next morning. And with them, sometimes right. if it's super urgent, I have to put a deadline. If I don't hear from them by 9 a.m. our time, I got to start calling them because I don't want them to leave by noon if it's something urgent. So, right. Um, again, I'd love to get them the response they need, but if I need their approval, I have to set that precedent for them. Right. Something that I have done, because honestly, this is one of my pet peeves and I have run into this in multiple scenarios, multiple companies. And I think that it's just common courtesy, my personal opinion, but when you receive an email from somebody internally, externally, whatever, acknowledging that you received it to me is just having good manners. Like even if it's a, Hey, thanks or got it, or I'm on it. You don't have to give this huge, long explanation, explanation, or necessarily answer the question, but set the expectation. And in return, if I send you something, could you please acknowledge that you've received it? Can you acknowledge my existence and do the same? 
when you're working closely with people and you know you all work on a team just like if you're an assembly line if one person three people up isn't doing their job it's trickling down to the other people you know on the assembly line and then i have to come back to you and communicate again because you didn't communicate drives me insane it's common courtesy just acknowledge mm-hmm. that you received it let me know especially when it comes to email or you know if you send something within your own management system I know we have these abilities to make these all transactional processes and we can flag it with a this or assign it to someone with a that or whatever, you know, just find a way to acknowledge it. We can all still talk. We have all these instant messaging capabilities. We've got text messages. There's no excuse in my mind to not acknowledge something from somebody. So what I started to do with repeat offenders, because if I'm working on something and I need to know that I'm passing it off to this person, so they can do what I need them to do so they can come back to me and I can do my thing. I know this is talking in a circle, but you get the idea. I put on there for the people who are repeat offenders who don't let me know they got my communication. Hey, could you please confirm receipt? And then I put the information below it. And then that prompts them, send me an emoji, whatever. Just let me know you've received it. Like Thumbs up. Know? I'm the thumbs up text girl yeah. that drives people crazy. Or the K. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously in emails at work, we have to be more professional. I get it, but you're right. I mean, whenever I send out something that's very important, that a piece of information I need to find out for a policy renewal, whatever it may be, it does mean a lot when I get a quick response that says, oh, yeah. Hey, I, I am looking into this just to let you know, I will let you know as soon as possible. Like that little email really helps me know that, Hey, Hey, you did get it and you do care and you are going to take care right. of it. Exactly. And, and so I get, it's not asking much for me to reciprocate that to people, you know, right. and when you get those responses, see how you feel. If you like them then give them back to people, you know, exactly. You know, and we're in the service industry here. So we're serving clients, we're serving agents who are serving their insurance. And this is, you know, the trickle down assembly line. So Remember, we don't like it when it happens to us. Our clients certainly don't like it when it happens to them. And what happens when they don't hear from us and they send a a change request in or they're asking for a new quote or, you know, something that they need our response from. And we don't respond just like your example this morning, whether we thought someone else was going to or we simply don't. So what does their head do? They're getting angry. They're getting frustrated. They think they aren't receiving good service. They feel as though the request went into a big, dark black hole. You know, am I ever going to hear from these people? I'm just a number there. They don't care about me. You can hear how the head starts to spin. And guess what's happening when that head's spinning? You better guarantee that they're hearing insurance ads in every single area they possibly are, whether it's Pandora, online, uh, things in the mail, whatever it is. That temptation is there. So it's so important to be efficient and effective a real quick. Hey, got it. Working on it. I will get back to you by this date. Set the expectation. That's all anybody really wants. It's going to help you to retain customers, you know, get good service standards established internally, you know, as to what your response time is. I know here our response time is 30 minutes from the time we receive a type of communication not necessarily a quote folks, but we're supposed to be responding within 30 minutes. Um, And we share that. We share that service standard. We've been trained for that service standard. We know how important it is to get back to people. Is that always possible? 
No, but if I have screwed up or something has happened or I'm in a recording session for a podcast and I can't respond to somebody in 30 minutes, what do you think my first thing is when I am responding? Hey, I'm really sorry that this is, you know, a delayed response. Blah, 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 blah. I apologize for the delayed response, whatever. I own it. I accept it. And most people are like, oh no, no problem whatsoever. I get it. I've had a really hectic day myself. And they start going on and sharing. And guess what's happening? We're establishing a relationship because we're all human. And when you show that human side of you, people respond and they like to bring in their own experiences. You know, I ran around this morning, had to take Soph to summer program, had to have blueberry cobbler, Wawa coffee. Cause I've heard it all the time. Stopped to get it. The line at Wawa was really, really long. Couldn't get on here with Dana at the time that I wanted to. I'm like, Oh, five minutes late. Got to get the bagel out of my teeth. You know, all of those things. But you know, if you bring that human side, it also helps with that connection. And in general, if you are really transparent with your clients, you let them know exactly what's going on. You don't avoid conversations. You don't avoid communications. You're going to establish a great relationship. They're going to connect with you and you're going to retain that client. That's a heck of a lot different than calling into a 1-800 number to get a quote or an answer if you have a claim. Right. So, and, it all and ties are, together. Right. And there are times where if it's a really involved situation, I'll pick up the phone if I, there's more detail and, and just to give them an exact what here's what's really going on. And this is really what I'm waiting on. I really hope to have a response. I've We've talked about this before. If if it's taking you, if you're rewriting an email 10 times because of what you're trying to relate to somebody, I, I, I don't do that well. I'm picking up the phone and I'm going oh, yeah. to call you. Now, I've also learned that I have some clients or agents or something that it's really hard to get them on the phone. So I've also Mm -hmm. learned that I have to just, you know, I can try and just say, hey, you know what, this is what I wanted to call and talk to you about. I'll follow up in that email because I just know that they're, whether they're super busy or whatever the situation is, likely I'm not going to get them on the phone. So I just have to go that extra effort. But for the most part, when it's that involved, I will pick up the phone too. Don't be afraid. Whatever means of communication, any response is a good response as far as Mm -hmm. letting them know that at least it's on your radar. Really, that's right. Even if you don't have the answer, it's on our radar. It's getting worked on. And if you do know a realistic expectation for whatever that type of situation is, then set it. Say, hey, the typical turnaround on this, just so you know, is 24 to 48 hours. I think that helps a lot of people like, like your professor mm-hmm. Monday's the deadline. And guess what? If it comes in early, we're like, woohoo. Right. <laughs> right. Like if you get your grades today, you're going to be so excited. I hope. <laughs> I hope so I'm gonna too. Like, oh man, I gotta I go hope. get some wine. <laughs> but no, all kidding aside, the other thing that is really helpful with this How about asking people their preferred method of communication? If you're emailing someone who never checks their email, your head's going to spin because you're getting no response. Ask people. So, you know, I do all the training for our new agents here and and welcome them and teach them about Toscano, show them how to use our amazing website and our self-service area. And part of what I do here is connect agents with underwriters who specialize in the type of risk they're working on and who is immediately available. So with that being said, I tell agents, reach out to me. I will connect you with somebody. I'm on the phone a lot. So if you need something immediate, text me, please text me. You're going to get me faster if you text me than an email 
or a phone call because I'm constantly teaching classes, doing this, doing that. I can go ahead and look at my text messages a lot sooner. If you need something within the hour and I'm teaching an hour long class, I can forward it to my associate and she can take care of it while I'm on my call, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, it's really important to do that too. It's all about meeting expectations and just great communication and getting out of your own way and shutting your head off. Like, <laughs> you know, we all spiral. So use yeah. those preventatives so you don't spiral, you know, set I, yourself up. I need to take some of these hints and put it into my personal life. That's what I need to do. I'm so much better at it in my professional life than I am personal. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I know. my loved ones. I really it's do hard. love you all dearly. It's so hard. You know, I have friends who will text me until like midnight and I'm like asleep on the couch and I do text something back and it makes absolute no sense. Like it's just, so I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like either Nicole said too much wine or she's half asleep. One of the two, cause this text message makes no sense, <laughs> but you know, everyone communicates differently at different times, set those expectations, find out what is the, you know, the best way to, um, to reach out to people. It's so important. Awareness is, is a huge thing. So, you know, we can get through this. Don't let your head completely spiral out of control and think of every single scenario possible as I stand here. And I can't wait to see if my grades are posted as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> you become obsessed, right? It's awful. I can't the more you're worried about, about it next week. Yeah. Oh, can... I don't know if I'll share. Oh, <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> It'll be fine. As long as it's not lower than a B, I'll share. I'd be shocked. I can't believe it would be. So this is hard. But anyways, we want to hear from you guys. Go ahead and email us podcast at toscano.com. Dana, enjoy the weekend. I can smell it. I know you too. Enjoy. Good to see talk to everyone. Have a good week. Stay well, guys. And I'm on the roll.